Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Tonight, Eric Rowan is in his bag. Liv Morgan is going through some things. And Seth Rollins is, is now your new number one contender for the United States Championship. We talk about all that tonight on the Monday Night Raw After Show and After Buzz TV. Let's go. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy holidays, the final Monday Raw after show of the year. Waiting for that Mac Lee is to drop. Yes, feeling all sensual because he's so photogenic. How are you doing, everyone? My name is Lobo Boys, and thank you so much for keeping me in your life and on your second screens. Monday Night Raw comes to you live from Des Moines, Iowa. We're doing the after show right here in Los Angeles, California. We got matches, we got promos, and we have a whole new landscape change one day removed from TLC. But before we get into all of that, let's introduce our all-star holiday panel. On my far, far left, this is the voice of the AEW Dynamite After Show and Santa Claus's sexier cousin, Mr. Jack Farmer. Ho, ho, ho! How are you doing, buddy? How's it going, man? How's your weekend? Good? It was it was solid. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Christmas shopping all done? Yeah, I'm done. I Amazon it makes it so easy. <laughs> Just putting over sponsors overnight. Yeah. <laughs> and on his right, she is the Emmy-nominated person who's so good at what she does, she hasn't got a lump of coal since 1998. Give it up for Miss Emily May. Oh, hey! Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays, everyone! Hey. What'd you do so in 98? I'm so excited. I don't know. I gotta remember. She put her eye out. We'll <laughs> <laughs> also, I want to say thank you so much for those people in the chat interacting with us. Dang and Q, Eric Clark, Joseph Loza, your comments are appreciated. And Haywood Wong, appreciate the fact you promote the shows more than I do. Yes. I just hit retweet. It's so simple for me. So thank from the bottom you. of my heart, thank you so much. I am so thankful. Guys, Monday Night Raw. Overall thoughts of what happened today. Oh my god! Well, first I have to say I love your headpiece. Oh, this whole thing. It's so cute. Everyone yeah. love how we brought the Christmas spirit, the holiday spirit, yeah. all the giving, all the holidays rolled into one. Yeah. 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 Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but no, I just have sure. to say y'all look good. Overall, oh. y'all fly. Yeah, see you next week, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys look great in studio. I'm just wearing a Dodger hat here in the booth. So. Hey, Dodgers, you gotta represent. Wait, is that the guy who's super kicking around the Christmas tree, Josh Alonso? Oh yes, it is. I'm super kicking it in the booth too. So. Yeah. Gross. So. I'm glad you're in the booth, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thoughts of the uh, Raw tonight, though? I thought, it, you know, a lot happened, but nothing was accomplished. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It's a board meeting of uh, our night Raws. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're getting to the end of the year, and they're kind of like, all right, what have we not done yet, or what have we still done and still do it? <laughs> there's, yeah, there's definitely like a coasting until January, I think. Not necessarily a coasting, because a lot of people look like they worked really hard tonight. Yeah. But... As far as they don't want to give a lot away before they get into what will be the sort of down period those last two weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfect when Robert Truth pointing at the WrestleMania sign. There was no sign there. Yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they keep like building up to the Royal Rumble. And so I feel like they're just kind of, all right, we'll take a few a few weeks break and, and do some lighter type of work and then... You know, so I know that, that wrestling doesn't have an off season. Do you think that now is considered like the the midwinter finale? Like, what is that if you were to, were to equate it to a regular TV series? Like, what is this, this period now? 
right before the road to WrestleMania. I think the build-up to TLC through January 1st is a bit of the mid-winter break. Okay. Uh, This is, but let's look at it as a positive. We are almost to the true build to the... To the Royal Rumble. It is almost mm-hmm. WrestleMania season. The road, yeah. road. And this is oh. what we do it for. I am so excited. Yeah. We're just about there. This is like preseason football. Yeah, that's true. I feel I like we're it. getting our nachos ready. We're getting the guacamole and we're ready for April. I believe you with the hats we're on. Gonna build. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know uh, Emily and I, we were both on the uh, TLC, <laughs> TLC, TLC yep. after show, but Jack Farmer, just overall thoughts about last night's event and how it rolled in today. Just the, a lot about the paper for you? Uh, sort of the same as with Raw. I thought the matches were amazing last night. Uh, it didn't feel like anything happened that was necessary last night, but the matches I thought were great. There was a lot of really good stuff. I loved Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black. Black. I thought the yeah. women's tag team match, regardless of... Some of the stuff that happened during that match was really, really good. Lots of good stuff. I thought it was a good show. Uh, I don't know if WWE needs to keep doing a TLC, though. I mean, are people still actually buying pay-per-views, or are they still just watching it on the network for free anyways? I, that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would love to look at that, look right. at those numbers and see. That is definitely something. We were chatting about that, trying to figure out, like, are people really tuning in? Special events or whatnot. I know some, some international uh, countries don't even have the network, yet, so they have to have pay-per-views. But mm. as far as the United States is concerned, I think majority of us are watching on the network. But uh, top story tonight. The United States title gets a lot of love tonight, uh, I guess because Brock Lesnar is off on a beach sipping mojito somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a huge gauntlet match, which turned out to be inconsequential. Before we knew that, though, think about this. You had Akira Tozawa, yeah. you had Ricochet, Matt Hardy, Umberto Carrillo, Andrade, all in our truth gunning for the United States mm-hmm. title. Is this a part of a rehabilitation, or do you think this is kind of more of the stopgap measure we've been seeing as filling in an episode of Raw? So I, there was... There was so much happening in this gauntlet match. We, you know, I feel like there was a couple, like, with R-Truth, and I feel like some of the moments were not as deliberate and needed. You know, poor Ricochet was was trying so hard, like, had an an amazing showcase tonight. Right. And Mm -hmm. he had some, like, really flawless, amazing moments and he's such a phenomenal athlete, and it was a great highlight for him. But then in the end, it fell, it fell flat for me because it felt so like, what was the point of that? Because it ended in such a an odd way for me. Jack Farmer, does it matter the match itself was longer than a CVS receipt? Does that make you feel a little <laughs> less enjoying it about the match? You know, b- besides the end, I think a lot of people will say they weren't a fan of the end. Yeah, yeah. But as you say, before we knew that, I thought this match was booked perfectly. Yeah. Because you had Tazawa looked like he's a great sort of mid-card, lower mid-card guy. He he was justified. Now he's being justified being used in matches with guys like Aleister Black later and or uh, earlier and Buddy Murphy. I thought a win over Matt Hardy for Ricochet. Matt Hardy's not his prime, but that, Matt Hardy's still a name True. for Ricochet to go True. over. Ricochet looked like an absolute oh. stud tonight. Yeah. And I thought uh, Humberto Carrillo also came off looking just amazing. He's so clean in his moves. I was yeah. I was what? I was sold on him. And Are you finally sold on Humberto Carrillo? Not, he he obviously needs character work, but sure. his and, and it's never, I've never been against him as a wrestler. I've always said I think his moonsault is one of the prettiest moonsaults we've seen in a long, long time. I think a lot of his, his work in general is just really clean, and yeah. his moves look really mm-hmm. smooth. For me, it's it's the, the character work I think he needs. And 
my, a lot of my gripe with him was more, why isn't Cedric Alexander taking this spot? They built him up and primed him for that, right. and it would have felt more natural as opposed to this guy just being shoved in out of nowhere and then Cedric being pulled back. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Carrillo and Ricochet, they were very well-matched and that they enhanced each other by bringing the strengths of each other out. Right. And I think it created a really good arc and the, the match, those moments were really good because they were able to bring that out in each other. And like I said, I think with this match, too, it's very clear where they can go with it now. Because obviously, right. uh, Alberto Del Rio, or Alberto Del Rio. He shows up. But the own is here. Andra- Andrade. Andrade. <laughs> wow, it is not Why uh, is this interchangeable? Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, Andra- Andrade, <laughs> Andrade, uh, and uh, Umberto Carrillo, they clearly are building their feud. I think, uh, like I said, we've got Tazawa better being able to use be used now. You've got uh, Matt Hardy against putting people over. That's where he's at in his yeah. career, which is really good for yeah. him to be doing. And Ricochet's still open to whatever the next thing is for him. So I thought it was a great use of the match. Yeah, we were, we were talking about Matt Hardy and having that type of like mentorship relationship with a lot of the younger wrestlers and yeah. helping them, you know, learning from the best is one of the, the best things you can do. And so having these matches with Matt Hardy and some of these veterans I think is so important for the talent uh, learning to kind of figure out their place on the main roster. That's a good point. And let's talk about this tangent here with Seth Rollins. You know, the the guy who just tried his hardest. You guys didn't believe in him and all that. Uh, looks like he went from the guy who was all about talk with, with his boys, the AOP now, is getting himself inserted into the United States title division. Besides the fact he just announced himself as number one contender, even though the whole gauntlet match went to crap. How do you feel about Seth Rollins going for the U.S. title, Emily? I mean, I think I think he's the only one that could really demand that. You know, he's the he's Swag. the leader in the in the locker room, and he's gonna have to go out there and he has to demand it. And that's I th- I feel like that's the only way this would make sense would be for him to demand it. And I, even though I didn't like it, right. I didn't want it to happen that way, but it did. And and I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Interesting, Jack. I think you know, heel Seth Rollins is like going home for the holidays. It just feels <laughs> right. It's comforting. It's good. <laughs> I enjoy or, or, it so much. Or it can feel it's, the opposite, and you're like anxious and scared. <laughs> this just feels right, doesn't it? Doesn't it, everyone? Doesn't it just feel right? It's engaging. Yeah, feel like what we needed from Rollins for so long. I definitely feel it's like so good. You're opening that present on Christmas morning yeah. and saying, "This is." What I wanted my whole life. Right. And we get it with Seth. It's like when you go back home, and even though some of the street signs may have changed, you can still find your way around. It's natural. This is what's the way it's meant to be. Seth Rollins, thank you so much for bringing it. For bringing it back. To the way you, you think, should do you think, be. Do you think he's passing out coal? He's probably yeah. passing out coal. I am way behind on the holiday analogies and metaphors. Yeah, I feel you like need you to guys like, pick totally it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it's cold? Uh, I got nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but the, but the idea, you know, granted, Brock Lesnar's a part-time talent. He's a WWE champion. And you know Kevin Owens is in the wing somewhere. Does that actually hurt or enhance the feud having the United States title be a part of that? Let's say, just assume that Seth Rollins becomes... Seth? Seth Rollins becomes the United States champion. Will that, like, Add to that that the feud or does it really need it? I don't think he need. I don't think he's going to win it either. Yeah. I, I think this is just a 
it's the, the as you had mentioned, it's the mid-season finale before mm-hmm. going into, into the, the biggest time into of the, the year. Into the biggest time of the year. Because, again, they're not going to be doing big things on Christmas and New Year's and no. all that. It's going to be smaller shows. This is just that little thing. That match isn't going to end clean. It's going to end with the AOP getting involved and then Kevin Owens probably running out. Yeah. And that whole thing. It's it's not going to end clean. So it's just a fun little splashy thing for us to all go, oh, hey, he's going for the U.S. title. Is that going to be something? I was waiting for another analogy there. I know. I was like, uh, like, yeah, it's he's like, going <laughs> to ride in Santa's sleigh right. yeah. all the way to the North Pole. Yeah, it's just like that thing where like it's too snowy outside and you can't see. So you just need that little glowing nose you need of the- a U.S. title to guide yes. you through. Rudolph is what we're going to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Last question about this U.S. title gauntlet match before we move on. Uh, we talked about it a little bit about Akira Tozawa. Here's a guy that was seemingly on, on, on TV for a long time, but over the past month he's seen a, a, a lot of Akira. Do you think there's a bit of faith in there for long-term prospects moving him up to card, or it just seems like he's just in this season currently? Because he just comes out as virtually nowhere. I think he's just. I think he's going to be kind of at the lower card. I think he's doing what he's going to be doing for the foreseeable future. But I think he's great at it. I think he makes people look great. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's a really hard thing to do to make people and help people look good. And so he's in a really, he's in a unique position. And if you really embrace that position and really take it and fully execute it really well and develop it, then you can further your skills in other areas so I think he's in a really good place and he just has to develop it even more and he'll have some some even more intense matches later on but I feel like this was a good start to to where he's going. Yeah, shout out to Akira Tozawa. And I guess Umberto Carrillo, I mean, the last couple of weeks he's been like destroyed in the way to the ring. I hope he has a match soon. <laughs> like, a, like a real one. I can stretch it off. Uh, moving on, I have a special announcement for you guys. And that is... Oh, After Buzz TV Universe! Don't you dare be sour! Clap as the Hall of Farmer, Jack Farmer, tells you how to interact with the show and feel the power! Ah, uh, yes, thank you so much for making AfterBuzz TV the ESPN of TV talk. Uh, but thank you guys so much for bringing all that positivity to the comments section, to the review section. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. You guys have made it happen. Stay positive, everyone. Give that five-star review. Thank you so much. That was was heat. That was flames in the booth. Wow. Uh, We had ourselves, (laughs) after that, a good old-fashioned tag team match player. You know it's the Mac Militant. Holla, holla, holla. And a rematch from last night's TLC Epic Encounter, the OC, the original, the official, the only club that matters, taking on the Viking Raiders with all that experience. Another long match tonight. Fellas, ladies, don't go through this. This this is two teams, the top of the Raw division, because there really isn't much of one. Uh, But Gals and Anderson get another chance, and they actually win. Emily, May, what happened? Um, You know, I think... You know, the Viking Raiders are the type of people that we, and the tag team, that we know they're going to dominate every, I know, you got to get gotta it. got to prop it up. Prop Don't blame me. Talk about yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the Viking Raiders are definitely going to dominate every 
you know, every match they're in. And so this was an interesting win for the OC because I feel like they weren't going to necessarily win and they, they took it home tonight. So, but Jack Farmer, the, the match tonight, was that better or worse than last night's match? It doesn't matter. It this was, was kind of the same. This for was me. this for was me, just was a fill-in match. I, I think they're again they're trying to stretch this out so they can have a longer feud. But I feel like we've seen these guys face off yeah. six hundred times. It's and to see the you have the Viking Raiders look unstoppable for months against nobodies, and then now they're just taking a random loss yeah. on a Monday Night Raw. It just. I need something from yeah. these guys. It has to have some meaning behind sure. it. And, you know, if you're building up the Viking Raiders as, like, these top guys that that are never going to, you know, uh, be beaten, you, you, just to have a loss like this, like Jack said, it just doesn't make sense. And, right. like, it has to have some meaning. And, I and you know, maybe they'll build for it, you know, in the next few months. But it needs to have some substance. You can't just, like, have a throwaway like that. And yeah. I felt like... I've seen it before. I've seen it, you know, 50 million times, this type of match where these, you know, brooding tag teams are going at it with some of the basic moves that we've seen over and over again week by week. That's definitely true. And I I guess the question I have, the follow-up question is, with this match and the next match we're going to talk about now, the AJ Styles versus Randy Orton match, does it seem like the OC is being reheated? Do you think they're becoming rebuilt to be a threat? Or are we just doing it, again, for week to week, what seems with the end of the season, it looks like? No, the, we are you. They're spelling the end of the OC with AOP yeah. because mm-hmm. right now the OC is kind of redundant with Seth Rollins and AOP. But Seth Rollins and AOP seem like a bigger threat and a cooler group, right? So OC's, I think OC's time is very limited. Yeah, well, I mean, Seth Rollins keeps building, you know, building them up in a way that they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna team up and. They're not creating a faction, I'm not going to say that, but they're right. teaming up in some way, and he keeps saying it in his promos, and they're they're going out there, and they're, like, destroying and causing trouble, and so I'm wondering if it's going to shift later on that kind of dynamic, and so maybe one will fade away, like, maybe the OC will fade away, and then... This is totally me being a fanboy here, but is it the fact, the fact that he strayed away from calling them a variant of the club kind of hurt them in the long run? I think they just never took them seriously. They never mm. really pushed them like they were a dangerous, legitimate threat. They they just lived off of what AJ Styles is, and yeah. they didn't they didn't have them destroying people. They just goofed around backstage. And yeah. now it's, in my opinion, it's too late, or it'll be a, a year worth of rebuild before yeah. I sure. take them. I mean, seriously I, again. I I like their look. I like the energy they bring, but I just feel like the the story and foundation. Is they're kind of like riding on the coattails of AJ Styles, yeah. and they're not given their true uh, their true due in in the limelight. So let's talk about that match, the main event, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, the WrestleMania rematch. It looked like it was great on paper. To me, though, it seemed kind of methodical. Deliberate. Yeah. The pacing was pretty much. It told a story. Yeah. That's all you can ask for in the main event. But the Port Des Moines crowd were not feeling it. Jack Farmer thoughts about the match and the fallout afterwards. Overall, something I've noticed with Raw lately is it seems like they do what feels like should be the main event at the end of hour two, and the end of hour three is kind of like a mid card main event. Hmm. Okay. Because it seems like Seth Rollins is coming out at the end of hour two. He's challenging Rey Mysterio. That felt like the big moment of the night. Right. Where the AJ Styles Randy Orton feels like a mid card thing with the Viking Raiders coming out and the OC there, that felt more like a mid card sure. finale, and that's how 
last week felt. And so I wonder if it's almost a new formatting thing, in my opinion, where it seems like they know people start to lose energy round three or hour three. Hour three, yeah. And so I wonder if they're saying, let's end hour two strong, and then the people who are going to stick around will get something at the end, but we're not going to give them the the biggest part of the show at the end because we lose so much energy at that point anyway. So that's the opposite of conventional thinking, thinking that it's eight is a bonus hour and nine to 11 is real raw. You're saying eight to 10 is the show and this is all bonus That's 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 how the last few weeks have felt to me. Fair enough, yeah. Well, for me, it felt very, it kind of felt unnecessary in the sense of you have these two, these these two great athletes that that are doing a basic match and I hate to say it that way. Basic. Basic, just basic because, well, and, and I think the reason why it was like that is because it felt very slow. Yeah. The pacing mm-hmm. seemed off yeah. because we're coming off of these other, you know, these other promos, these other matches that felt a little bit more energetic. And again, that might be leading to kind of what Jack's saying, which the the pacing of the show seemed a little off overall. Right. And so, I, you know, I was writing notes like, where's the energy? Like, I felt like they were just kind of walking through the steps of the of the moves and that there wasn't anything behind them and so for for me tuning in i'm like okay i I don't see anything special here and that is kind of upsetting to have a main event and you have this lead up of them they were talking about it all over online and everywhere like leading up to this big match and then i didn't feel anything that was you know super momentous I thought it felt like they were saving something for another rematch down the road. Like, yeah. they know they've got a pay-per-view match coming up, and they want to blow that out of the water. Right. So they wanted to save a lot of stuff and didn't really do as much today. Yeah. They didn't give us the show today because they know that that's coming down the road. I want to ask you yeah. a question, Jack, because I know you, you and I have been doing this for a while now. Man, yeah. We're, we're, we're old, grizzly, young veterans. Yes. Uh, <laughs> do you think, like, just not approximately the, the episode, but, like, the time of the year where you're like, wow, this Raw main event was, like, pay-per-view level, almost NXT. I feel every two weeks in NXT, you're like, "Wow, takeover light." But what was yeah. the last time on Raw? You're like, "Yeah, that's the whatever Raw specific paper they have." Yeah, I do think it's this time of year. Like, I think they know that their ratings are going to go down this time of year. It's just a natural thing. All TV ratings go down this time mm-hmm. of year because people are watching holiday movies and they're visiting the family and they've got other things to do. I think they know that, and so that's why I think they're saving a little bit until after the holidays. And like I said, I think after January 1st, yeah. they're going to come in strong and build towards Royal Rumble big time. But I think between now and then, we're, we're going to get a little bit of a coast. Do you have an improbable prediction for Royal Rumble winner at all? Just, I know it's way too early. We're like six weeks out. I'm just curious. If you're just like, oh, we were talking about we, that. Yeah. We were. What? Without yeah, me? I know. Yeah. First of all, y'all make all these puns and metaphors without me. And now <laughs> we we waited until you left. We, we waited until you yeah. left. Okay, thanks, Mom. Um, and now so we can, can finally talk about yeah. it. He's gone. Wow, well. So we hid the presents in the closet, and you don't <laughs> yeah. get any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I I mean, I would love, yeah. I would love Keith Lee to take it. Um Okay. And but I mean it, it's probably really improbable but Does that come with a, a roster move or that stays with NXT? No, or? it stays with NXT, but I think if we did like a full, you know, brand collides kind of thing, I think if uh he could take it yeah. or but I, but the way I see it is like he's going to have a big moment. I'm not sure what it will be, but usually when these Royal Rumbles get broken down, you, they try to break it down so the the contenders have a moment even if they don't take it. Sure. 
Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, Already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. Yeah, I, th- I think I actually would love Keith Lee to win. I think that would be mm-hmm. such a cool moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be confident enough to pull the trigger on an NXT guy to main event WrestleMania just yet. Right. But I think he really could. I kind of think they might have uh, a Randy Orton win and then challenge mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar because I think an Orton Lesnar yeah. rematch from a few years back would be a WrestleMania. Very safe choice, but that's super safe. And it like, is very safe. I feel like they should go the opposite direction and go completely to someone that people, you know, yeah, give them a chance. Give them, you know, pick someone that is going to completely. Be the here. What? Oh, what? I think I hear a voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's is that Santa? Yeah. <laughs> um I think I think it might be Drew McIntyre. If they're trying to build up so many to dethrone they Brock, should, should, I think yeah. McIntyre should be the one. And yeah. I think they should start building him now and then that way when he gets to the rumble, when he wins it, it's as credible as possible. Because as we know now, McIntyre is not really doing much. He's just kind of yeah. on the wayside right now. So if they're really trying to be like build him as a legitimate threat. They got to start doing yeah. it now, and oh, the Royal Rumble win would be a great way to do that. Do you that. think six weeks is enough to build up that story? If you could build Crown Jewel in four, I think you can build <laughs> one in six. I mean, it's not that. I don't think it'd be that hard. I mean, uh, I mean, have have McIntyre be Orton next week, and then have McIntyre be AJ the following week. That way, those two feuding yeah, have an equal. Equal setting there, but those are two huge wins for McIntyre. Maybe have him beat one or two other people, win the Rumble, and then you're off and running. Fair. Mm-hmm. It's very, I think that's very simple to do. You could easily do that. I also think Reigns winning and challenging Bray would be a safe bet that yeah, would, well, would shock Reigns me. Yeah, well, Roman Reigns the uh, The Fiend. The Fiend. Or Bray Wyatt, it could be either one. I think I was thinking for the Bray Wyatt because of WrestleMania. I want to turn off the channel. Really, that guy comes out of WrestleMania. (laughs) I want the Fiend. That would be (laughs) that'd be the giant troll right there, man. (laughs) Eighty thousand fans. We're so glad you're (laughs) your. But either way, I was thinking for the for the men, and both of those guys are people are terrifying to challenge right there's no like person that there's no cowardly heel in this scenario where it's like i won the chance now you have to fight me it's like both of them like "Eh." right can i I cash in later (laughs) can i do it later on vacation summer slam (laughs) we are tired Uh. i need need to work out first (laughs) at the gym you and pentagon um uh, Asuka uh, had one day after her hellish match at uh, so, I'm sorry, TLC had a match yeah. with Deanna Perrazzo, which she was billed from NXT, but she hasn't been on NXT TV in about a year. Yeah, almost. that's what I was, yeah. that's what I was going to ask you because because I feel like we haven't seen her in so long. Right, I was like, whoa, what is? I wonder what's what was happening. Uh, Emily, mate, tell me about this. You, you seen Deanna Perrazzo wrestle before? What's her upside? What, what's her appeal? Um, I mean, she has a really fantastic look. Like she really has the 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 way that she was um that Oscar 
was doing those submission holds and she was like reacting to them like they were so intricate and so tight and so well done that you need a good partner to counterbalance that and I feel like Deanna did that Um, the right choice yeah I think it was the right choice to to highlight that part of her wrestling style was she a call up or she just a visiting tonight I'm wondering how much of what happened with Kyrie Sane at TLC impacted this, this match yeah. and what they're doing going forward. Seems yeah. like 100%. Uh, because it, it it seems like suddenly Asuka's acting like a singles wrestler, but I'm wondering, I think it might just be filling time until Kyrie's yeah. safe to come I back. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about that when I was like, this entrance is odd. Like, right. it doesn't feel right. And I feel like they might have changed the, the card last minute after last night. Oh, absolutely. If you're bringing in someone who's a superstar from another brand, not yeah. even a local Something's talent. Something's going on. Yeah. You're in Des Moines, yeah. Iowa. I'm not sure who is available. But you call someone on the... On just the as a frame of reference, the last time Deanna Perrazzo actually wrestled was a taping of January 2nd earlier this year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, was, months. it was really odd, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. just as Bill as NXT. I mean, props to, uh, no, not, not Phillips, Joseph, trying to pull her over and be like, oh, she's a talent, she's amazing. But it's like, yeah. there's no way yeah. you can but, tell me. But I have to give it, like, we don't know the whole situation of why she was called into this episode. But I feel like I have to give her props because to be called in, I'm assuming, you know, maybe it was last minute. Yeah. Um, and even if it wasn't, she did a great job. And, you know, I think it's great to highlight NXT talent on uh, Man, if we had a booba, this, she'd totally be in it. Oh, she'd be in it. I loved her yeah. gear. Her gear was gorgeous. Yeah. It was if like was enough right in. Hey, that's right. So, this holiday season, check under your tree for centerofincompany.com's cocoa butter and body scrubs. Tell TK it was nice to her that day. Yeah, so they... Um, <laughs> so, the, uh, I don't know how... I mean, they had a video package for her, so I right. think yeah. they must have known she was coming up, but yeah. it makes me wonder how thin this women's division is on Raw. On Raw that they couldn't just pull someone else mm-hmm. to be in this match, uh, which begs the question, how many people do you think they need... How many women do they need to have on this roster on TV regularly that feel like they have a full division? You only at least well, n- eight or nine. I, I mean, I... Yeah, I mean... Appearing I, regularly. Regularly? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we, we were talking yeah. about how we felt like the, the tag team division is super light and, like, pretty much non-existent. True. Yeah. And oh, I'm interested to see in 2020 what they're going to do and how they're going to build... Because uh, they need more talent. They just need it to make it feel more well-rounded and diverse. True. The chat is going nuts about uh, Kyrie Sane's injury last night. Oh, uh, and so she worked 20 minutes, uh, not 100%. We don't know yeah. the extent of her injury We're not yet, sure but... if it's a concussion or, yeah. or yeah. what, but I'm know, sure but... more information will come out. Don't but want to it was It was really yeah. watching it. I mean, we both watched it last night, and it was really terrifying. Cause yeah. Because it was – she was – completely uh, unstable and yeah. uh, I have to give it to the other women who were helping her and you could see them trying to to navigate the rest of the match oh, for sure. while trying to figure it out. Moving on, we have another entry of the Lana Rusev Lashley saga. Um, it looks like Lana proposed to Lashley to propose to her, which is I guess a heel move. This was fantastic. Oh, Are you kidding okay. me? This was so Jack. Big. Lana is such a good heel. Why don't people get this? She's so good. You're getting cold this Christmas, when man. She I'm was, sorry. When she was like... Where's the cold? When she, says, when she says, just like I had you practice. Yes. That was so okay. good. Okay, I have to give it to I you. I propose, you propose to me. That's so great. Okay, I, I don't... I do not... What is this music? Funky <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay, well, yeah. uh, storyline going on right now. Why not have like, a little uh, <laughs> 70s yeah. adult Woo, music going on? Like, I I don't agree with the full storyline and just, like, the, the it's just, like, super old school. And I don't feel it. 
But I have to this music. But I have to say that she did a good promo tonight. I will give her that. She did a good promo. The 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 fans were into it. They wanted Rusev Day. And you know, it takes a really good heel and a really good promo and really good development to make that happen and yeah. bring everyone on you know opposite. I know that direction. I know that people have different opinions about this angle, and I get it. But if we get people, these two, <laughs> if we get these two people. with the, no. this character going forward, it was worth it. Yeah. And let's say it's over now, and now they're going off to do their own thing. But now we get these two, these ob- this obnoxious couple that's super annoying as great heels. They're both over. They're both amazing heels right now. Well, they are, but like, what's going to happen? Is there like going to be a raw wedding? Like, is there going to be a big of thing? Of course, there's yes, going to be a raw wedding. And of course, it's going to go terribly. Wait, and you of can. Of course, it's going to be you, amazing. You, maybe they need a DJ. Maybe hey, Lana. Lana. <laughs> Actually, and- <laughs> check me out at jackcfarmer.com and at Real Jack Farmer across yes. all social media for all of your DJ needs. <laughs> Why? Why do you guys do this to me? We well, sit here, and you tell me that's a good angle. That's a good storyline. Bobby Lashley had an out today. If he said, I'm not going to do it, I'll go, finally. A good resolution to this thing that you can get out of it. But no, you want raw weddings and confetti and funfetti. I, and Eric Bischoff is an officiant. I, I want quit. funfetti. No, okay. I quit. You know what this is? This is Becky and Seth. When they realized it wasn't working because they were a, an obnoxious couple, they said, let's make an obnoxious couple and make and them a great deal team. And, and they now they've one. got one. <laughs> and it's the talk of the town. We're going to see town? what's on water what cooler. Town? Des Moines, Iowa. Who has a water they? cooler? <laughs> <laughs> we have a Brita. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I only drink bubbly water. Uh, bubbly water. Uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, it's, we're getting the Holly Spirit, and now it's time for our Raw's Naughty or Nice list. See? Emily Ray, help me out here. All right, so we are going to break down Raw's Naughty or Nice list. So. As Santa's little helper, I've had to break down a list. So for my raw naughty starting off, we have Seth Rollins, you know, built into that heel story. He's naughty. He is he very is naughty. Nice. He is naughty. He's well, I'll give it to you. He's on both sides of the list. He saved he is this. Naughty he saved and his nice. year. He saved his year by being a great heel tonight. Okay. He gets the best well, piece of coal. <laughs> he's gonna get a little bit of coal and maybe a little present. So that coal and will then, be a diamond someday. Yeah, one Good day. sir. And Bring then Lana and Lashley are on my naughty list. Thank I'm sorry. You. I'm putting them on my naughty but list. But naughty in a they sexy have, way. They have Jack. <laughs> They have been it's weird with the hat on when you yeah, say that. Yeah, I got that's a little. Santa, why? They have, they have been completely inappropriate. Poor Rusev, totally, Rusev you know, yeah. getting the horrible end of on that Santa's Ag- list. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, Oscar's uh, a little bit on my naughty list. Yeah. Uh, you know, she's had some uh, wins that were uh, done with a uh, little. Uh, Never okay to spit miss. in someone's face. But she fired her boss. That's cool. A little silver bell green mist not work. <laughs> the green mist is so festive. The green mist is festive. It is. It can go on all of your Christmas trees. It's time for the holidays. And, shalom. Uh, for on my nice list, <laughs> shalom. Just, yeah. 
for all of our Jewish brothers and sisters <laughs> yeah. out there. I'm out of here, y'all. Starts next week. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet is on my nice list. He's nice. Mm-hmm. I love Ricochet. He's always amazing. He's always bringing bring in his A-game. So he is going to get all the presents under the tree. And then uh, Mysterio is also, and Dominic, I guess, is on Not my... Not parent of the year, that's for sure. <laughs> all right. Take your kid to 619 on, yeah. on my nice list. Do like this, Dominic. Because I love him. <laughs> okay, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and he's had a great year. So that's my naughty or nice list. Please share in the comments who you think is on your naughty or nice list. And maybe Santa will bring him some coal or a nice diamond or some other presents. Cedric was like, I was so, on TV ones. Yeah. Cool. So let us know. Share us all of your lists. Uh, I shout out to Charlie Caruso because she was like in eight segments today. I know, she, was, she was bouncing around. She keep, yeah. Is she a nice, is she in the nice list? You oh, think? Charlie Caruso is on the nice okay. list. Chuck, yeah, Chuck, she always is so cheery and wonderful. Yeah, and, shout out to Charlie Caruso. Yeah. She had a sit-down interview with Becky Lynch and I want to hear your thoughts on this one, Jack, because you've been saying this for months that she was saying, Becky was like, you know what? The company's protecting me. Mm-hmm. I want to go out there and beat Oscar and get my, my belts and all that stuff and, and make myself, reestablish myself as a Raw Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Thoughts about the promo? I, well, I, I think your impression started to dip a little bit. It, it, was, it, was, it was down here. <laughs> it got like worse. It was like your Kofi impression. It was pretty bad. Uh, you were really good start really good and then <laughs> yeah. my uh, I, I actually really like that they rooted this in reality and that they said she said she's being protected because I think she was and yeah. I think that resonates whenever you can pull from reality mm-hmm. and I, th- I love that they're pulling from that and they're not hiding from that and they're really with a lot of things even with Seth Rollins I love that they're not hiding from things and not trying to force things and they're saying look this is how things are being seen let's play to that let's use that yeah I mean there's 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 a tr- there, I love the the interview because again there's this true moment that that you're talking about that she's saying you know all of this is happening because she's trying to be protected that she's being protected and so she has such strength and such power in the way that she works in the ring and that she can take anyone out yeah. and so the fact that she's being challenged in the reversal of who she's not going against, I think, is an interesting contrast. There's an urban legend uh, about the great one, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Seeing that, I was when you know it was time to retire when people were telling them that, hey, protect Wayne Gretzky because mm-hmm. he's the great one. And he's like, oh, if you guys are going to do that to me in hockey, I'm out. Um, right. I thought it was pretty cool that Becky had that same kind of mentality. And it does have that because we are cynical. We're like, it's just yeah. on the game this year, yeah. that kind of thing. But I thought it was pretty cool. But it, it is weird having Asuka be the one that has her number when Charlotte has beat Asuka so handily so many times mm-hmm. in the past. But if she said she's never beat Asuka, which is the right. thing. And I would love, love, love if Asuka beats Becky, not just because then Asuka would have both. Both titles, which would be an amazing vis- visual and really bring Asuka back to where she once was. But I would love to see more of the self-doubt in Becky and mm-hmm. give her something more to say. Maybe I should have been protected. Maybe I'm not uh, the man that I thought, you know, that I thought I was. The man I thought I was. Yeah. You know, it'd be well, a more interesting character than just coming in every time that, yeah, I won. I won well, again. There's, with every great story, there's a, vul- and every great persona that you're creating, there's a vulnerability. And mm-hmm. you can't always be at the top of your game because that's not interesting. Ouch. And so, yeah. Sorry, LeBron so you, <laughs> so you yeah. need to find, we're all human. We all make mistakes. We all uh, are trying to find our place in the world. And she needs to have that vulnerability and weakness just a little bit. Okay. And I think they're building 
to that. And it's I think it's okay, and it's going to just make a stronger story. I do want to jump back to the Lana thing for a, for a second, because the chat's totally turned heel on Jack. Uh, no, Jack, oh. no. Uh, Jack's a heel. Oh, no. After Buzz TV Wrestling and Sports says, that's not Jack Farmer, it's his evil twin Zach Farmer. Shout out to Josh in the booth for saying that. And Anissa Barr says, no wonder Jack is part of the Inner Circle champion. So, I guess. Uh-oh. I think it's the hat. I think the hat is causing some... Sa- Santa, no. <laughs> well, Santa, heel, I'm Jack. Wearing, I'm wearing a black jacket, represent, just like Jim oh. wearing the jacket. Oh, no. I've got I've got the facial hair. <laughs> I'm turning heel. Super kick everyone. Tell me, come on. That is that is the most. Oh no! Not playing the king's court. No, we're not no, doing, no. Not playing the king's court. No. Yeah. No, we're not doing it. All hail. All hail, Jack. <laughs> I love it. All hail, Jack Farmer. Uh, speaking of promos that are leading more questions than answers, Liv Morgan appearing yes. out of nowhere at a bathtub, which. Not to sound bad, I thought it was going to take a real dark left turn. Well, oh yeah, but it went well, fully right. It well, I was a little nervous. I was like, "What are they doing here?" It's yeah, not like yeah, a little like, like I, I was nervous. I was like, "What are they really going to really dark side?" Yeah, very yeah. dark. Yeah, very dark. I know we're grooving out the dark stuff. Yeah, but. Dark side. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but like she talks about destroying herself, uh, that she has to destroy herself first. Yeah, before she kind of builds herself back up and I'm wondering what that's and she's been kind of alluding to it on Twitter a little bit too and uh, it it definitely intrigues me I'm glad it didn't finish as dark as it did but it has shades of Emmalina Jack walk me through this remember the Emma the do 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 and she was supposed to be brought up as this glam model and it lasted all of two promos and it became I'm just Emma again before she got released Uh, what is is this the Liv Morgan we thought we're going to see and if it was or was not what were you expecting well, I think everyone was expecting her to join the Firefly Funhouse. That well, seemed to be what that? everyone mm-hmm. was saying. I, I think that's just because we all what we all wanted, mm-hmm. uh, because I think it played more into who she was as her character before. Right now, I don't think we've seen enough to make any judgments on what her character is going to be or what to expect. That's literally what we do. We judge. We sit here and judge every week. What are you talking about? Judge, 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 judge. <laughs> Wait, gavel. Yeah, 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 judge. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, I mean, right now. She looks great. I thought the vignette was interesting. I'm excited to see where she goes with it and what it may do. Yeah. But I was always a Liv Morgan fan, so I'm excited she's back on TV. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's going to be more promos leading up and like if she's going to release, like they did with Firefly Funhouse, release a little bit more media into the social media world and kind of build it up and just little snippets here and there yeah. uh, into next year. Yeah, do you think does it matter if she's a face or heel because she was pressured to be someone who she wasn't? What sounds very heel-ish that matters. I think it doesn't matter as long as she'll probably be heel just because there's not many heels in the singles women's division right now for Raw. Unless you turn Charlotte heel again and then you've got Becky Charlotte 6,000. Yeah, I mean, it definitely had a feel of of a heel. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to your point. I hope it's a bit of a slow burn there. I like to yeah. see it be rolled a little bit more because, I mean, she hasn't been seen on a match since the summer. I guess when mm-hmm. she took on Charlotte, no, the spring, when the, spring. The, the, the the last shakeup, right? Yeah. So, but it needs to be methodical, and they need to think it out before and and kind of plan it out before they do a big push. Yeah, I mean, Bray, if you even look at the, the, the proto-vignettes where they show, like, mm-hmm. this Mercy of the Buzzard, I mean, it was going on, like, what, four or five months? Yeah. yeah. The Firefly Funhouse was eight weeks, mm-hmm. at least. Um, and that's something that's almost unheard of in today's wrestling landscape. We want an answer now. I don't, I don't think we should have this Liv Morgan thing go eight weeks, though. I, I'm not saying that. Like, I'm saying yeah. is, is there, because I'm getting to my next transition is about the whole Eric Roman thing. Is there yes. a balance there for stretching things out and decompressing storylines, or are we on a month or, or six-week cycle where if we don't get an answer, we're kind 
I'm done. I, I, there's a balance. I think it depends on the type of character that they're building. And because we haven't seen Liv Morgan in such a long time, I think she needs a slightly longer build, but not so long where it's like two months and we're like, all right, this is like, we need a little bit more. Yeah. You need to give those snackable little moments that keep the fans watching and that, but that will pay off in the end. So what can Eric Warren do? Because we've seen the same cage a bit last week. Beat for beat. I was just going to say, that's where, exactly as you were saying, with as long as there's progression in the mm-hmm. story, it can take more time. But right now, with Eric Rowan, there's no progression. What happened today is the same thing that happened last week and the week mm-hmm. before and the week before that. Look, the Iron Claw is a cool finisher. Yeah. I like seeing it. <laughs> but at this point... The longer you wait to reveal what's in that cage, the better it has to be. Yeah. Because if it's it, if it was one week and then it turned out to be a gerbil and he's like, yeah, it's like yeah. that gerbil, don't it's mess with him. Then you'd be either. like, whatever, what that's cool. It? Now it's we're going on weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. It's got to be an interesting thing now. If what, it's something, if it's just a snake and you're like, okay, it's a snake now. What could it possibly be that would be interesting? I, I think ending announce let letdown. I don't know. I mean, I feel like like I love the Iron Claw too, and like that was the only exciting thing I felt about this match that like I, I was questioning whether we even needed it in this moment because it just in the show because it just led to really nothing and like I didn't get any more information about what's in the cage and uh, you know everyone tries to like open it that's the same thing that happens yeah. and why? Week. Who, why why if, if I'm Dante Leon and I've got my first ever chance to <laughs> be on WWE Raw why am I going to do the one thing yeah. that gets people murdered in yeah, public exactly do you think it was going to be real, revealed tonight was there no. a possibility no I had faith no, I I, I, didn't I think, think so. I had Christmas Day faith reference. You know, okay. I think they need to take you know take notes like how Bray Wyatt revealed all of his um, all of his characters in the Fiend that like it needs to be such a good reveal. It needs to have like the creative uh, creative juices behind it. I just feel like. I'm not getting it here. There's nothing left. Oh, this is like a, what the million dollar championship. There's nothing I can think of that'd be like, oh, yeah. it's new. Even the yeah. million dollar championship, like, great. We have already got a 24 seven title. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, who knows? It might be amazing, but the longer we wait, the better it has to be. Yeah, definitely. Like golden coupon, golden coupon. So, um, before we get out of here, Jack Farmer, where can the world find you online? Because this is the last Monday Night Raw after show of the year. So of if you the wanna- year. <laughs> of the year. So if you want to interact with you between now and January, where can the world find you online? Yeah, you can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You will also see me on Wednesday. We're doing a double decker of an episode. I'm going to do AEW Dynamites after show at its usual time. As well as I'm going to be on the After 83 Weeks podcast. I get a chat with Eric Bischoff and as a late period WCW historian, I am very excited about that. You guys need to tune in. That's amazing. I was like, oh, I'm going to tune in. (laughs) So uh, you can find me on all social media channels at Emily May Heller. On Wednesday, we're going to cover NXT, so check it out. The last one of the year as well for here at After Buzz. Don't mean that. Come check it out and let's have all the fun. Yeah, and of course, my <laughs> name is Flobo Boys. Also, I'm going to be this Wednesday on the NXT double main event, Adam Cole, bye bye, Finn Balor Club. Check it out for that. You can follow me on social media at Flobo Boys on Twitter, at Flobito on Instagram, and of course, Flobito.com. Until next time and until next year, buzz you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.
<laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.